I'm not someone really big to talk about individual stuff, but I think maybe it was just something that an experience to go and share. And, and yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I think for the most thing is I, I just wanted to always pride myself on being a good teammate. Welcome to episode 168 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. Jason Chatwood has seemingly become Mr. Baseball across central Alberta. He's the lead instructor and coach at St. Joseph High School Academy in Red Deer. He does some scouting with the Arizona Diamondbacks, and he's the head coach of the WCBL's Sylvan Lake Gulls. Chatwood isn't that far removed from playing the game either. Growing up in Innisfail, he played all over the province and even represented Alberta before a very successful college career at Colby and then NCAA Division I Gonzaga University, which is where he got his first taste of coaching and mentoring. We recently sat down to talk about his baseball journey, the challenges of wearing so many different hats, and the importance of family, which starts with his wife Heather, who was a softball standout and a member of Canada's national team. Jason, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you, you taking the time to, to chat with me. Let's start off talking about growing up in Innisfail and how you got into baseball. What was the scene like at that time and maybe who was instrumental in getting you into the game in the first place? Yeah, I don't know. I think like growing up in Innisfail was like, uh, it kind of like, it's, it, it always has been like big time baseball community. So uh, growing up, that's just kind of what we did. I think everyone played baseball and everyone played hockey. And um, obviously like for, for me, personally like our, our I grew up like big time in a baseball family so we were um lots of times I remember like even when my parent, parents just they were done playing competitively and they were playing slow pitch I remember like at a very young age packing up the camper and spending the week out camping and being a slow pitch tournament and waiting for their game to be done so we could get out there and play catch and run around and get the place so um but yeah I, I you know my, my my grandpa was grandpa and his brother were, were big into baseball and, and obviously my cousin Dwayne Lawler growing up so it's kind of it's pretty easy to fall into that um that 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 joy and interest when you kind of grow up and you're around it did you fall in love with it right away or was it an acquired taste even if it was something that was passed down generation to generation no yeah I was I was hooked I was hooked at a very young age yeah there was uh yeah I don't know what it, what, it, what it was but it was just yeah, for kind of as for as long as I can remember, I loved it. Hmm. Lots of kids go into it because it's fun. Do you remember the moment when you realized that there might be a little bit more to it? Like maybe you had a shot at doing something with this sport? Yeah, I don't, like I don't know. Like I think I was at, at a younger age. I knew I always wanted to play at, at a high level, like at a very high level. And then um, there came a point when um, I started to come in and I tried out for the, the AAA teams in Red Deer. Uh, my first year Bantam, I think I made it as a first year and, and had a good year. And then, um, yeah, I think it just kind of kept growing and, and um, tried out for the Team Alberta teams and, and was able to make those. And then I think at one point I, I made, the, there was a U16 team for Western Canada Games and I made it. And then there was also a Canada Cup team the same year. And I was happy to get the invite to that team because I was an underage. And then have, having to make that team, I think there was only three of us that made it as an underage. I think that's kind of when it set in that, you know, like, you know, there's going to be a good chance that I'm, you know, I was able to compare myself with guys from, from across the country and see where they're at as well. So I think that's kind of where it kind of set in. And then it was, it was, yeah, obviously your, your focus changed to, to 
for myself what I was hoping to want to do after after high school. Were you a multi-sport player growing up, or were you a guy who was dead set on baseball right from the get? No, I played. I I, I played everything. Obviously, I like. I don't like to sound like I'm old, but like the the, the academies and the opportunities and options for for kids now that wasn't necessarily. That wasn't around when I was growing up, so it was it was very seasonal. So you know, fall we played, you know, volleyball in school, and then it was big time hockey focused. And then I loved played badminton, and then all of a sudden, once badminton was over, it was you know the snow was melting, and then it was it was baseball season. And, you know, my brother and I would go in the old gym in NFL. We get up and go to school um, early so we could play catch and stuff like that. But obviously, uh, a lot has changed. A lot mm-hmm. has changed since since I was I was in school. Well, and you mentioned and segued really well into it is the scene is so much different now than it was even just a few short years ago. You have those connections now where you can uh, show off your talent on social media as an example. So how was it that you were able to get noticed by Colby in the first place? Uh, well, actually, it was, it was um, my my grade 12 year. There was a trip. There was a showcase trip that was getting planned from a group. Um, in the Edmonton area, I think it was like St. Albert area, and I want to say like it was out of Terra Pines. So it's kind of like Dan Lajoie, Sheen Bromley were organizing a kind of a showcase trip down south. So that was something um, that I that I kind of wanted to do, and I had been talking to some schools the year be- the summer before that at, at the Canada Cup. I had some started to get some calls and interest for some schools. So um, Matt Dixon at the time actually was the assistant coach at, at Colby, and he was originally from the Edmonton area and um, he had coached against me a little bit in uh, high school before he went down so um, when I went down on the showcase obviously one of the trips was Colby and, and um, you know had, had, a, had, a, had a good showing and I think he maybe had to sell me a little bit originally to Coach Carter because you know obviously uh, very undersized and and um, so but ended up having a good workout and, and things you know I, I was able to have multiple options from that trip and obviously everything aligned and things worked out for a reason and I was I was uh, extremely happy that I decided to go to Colby. And obviously you spend a couple of years there. Any favorite memories or experiences that you had in your time there? Yeah, I mean like playing wise I remember my like our, our freshman year was you know, it still stinks to talk about we were we lost in the the region championship to go to the college world series. So that was you know, as far as as far as they've ever made it, and we kind of just we got hot at the right time, and it was it was you know a, a, a couple of weeks of ball in that playoff mode where it was just it was so much fun going to the park, and you just you know all of a sudden once it was over, you didn't really know how to react because you just you never thought it was going to end. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I ended up you know I think some of the memories there is you're in Colby, Kansas, and I know that like you know but now there's a lot of guys from from Canada in our area that have been able to experience Colby and there's not a lot there as far as the community but it's just it's a special place and it just you know the, the guys become become family and, and coach Carter and you know you're part of that school and community and it's just you kind of grow a bond that's 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 pretty special so yeah I would say obviously there's a lot of relationships with guys that I was close with there and was able to have some success and play on some really good teams that that uh that that we had a lot of success as teams as well. So it was, it was a pretty special time down in Colby. How cool is it to be able to continue that relationship year, all these years later? Like you mentioned, there's all these Alberta guys who end up in Colby and have gone to Colby over the years. And and you've probably had some special relationships with some of those players down the line as well. Yeah, you know, and I think it's kind of, uh, like you said, it is something special and everyone kind of has something in common. So even, even guys that you maybe don't necessarily 
you, you know of, right? But mm-hmm. you, you kind of are, you follow them and you cheer for them when they're down there because you want those guys, especially, you know, you want them to have success and then it's always, it's, it's special to see those those Canadians and, and even more so special when those Alberta guys go down there and have success. So, you know, I was fortunate last summer even coaching with the Gulls. Like, you've seen some kids that, uh, you know, you maybe never had met before in person, but you kind of know of each other because mm-hmm. you have that connection of... Um, we both played there at Colby, obviously at different times, but it was yeah. So it was, it was cool to connect with a lot of guys in that way, and and yeah, you, you, you cheer for them. Yeah, you cheer for them when you're down there, and you have that support. And I think that's you know that's one special thing about about Colby and the culture that that uh, Coach Carter has created is it's, it kind of turns into a little bit of a family. Mm-hmm. From there, you head to Gonzaga, and again, all the accolades thrown your way during your time there. Over the course of your post secondary career, what are you most proud of? Uh, yeah, I, geez, that's tough. Um, I think one thing now that like maybe I'm older and, and you realize a little bit more is I played in every single game of my college career. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, when you're playing at the time, it's something you don't you don't really think about. I think when I was playing, all I wanted to do is make sure that, I, you know, I didn't ever give my coach a reason to not write my name on that lineup card. And then, you know, now when you look back and you kind of realize that, geez, you know, when you have that many consecutive games and fortunate too, right? Fortunate to not have an injury mm-hmm. or something, something happened to, to keep me out of the lineup. But yeah, like as far as like individual stuff, I'm, I'm, you know, most proud of, obviously I, you know, was able to have a, have a couple of records at, at Colby and it, and, um, you know, I, I think recently my wife and I were got, um, you know, individual stuff as far as we both got, um, nominated in the hall of fame and to, to, to share that with her was something that was really, really special. And, and but I think more than anything, we just I got to play with, with a special group of guys at both at both schools and coaches that you know I, I truly believe teach the game the right way and show you you know how to play the right way and how to be a good teammate and, and um, how to carry yourself on on and off the field and so you know my last my last year obviously with with Gonzaga winning the conference championship and getting on to go on and play at the, at the regional in Fullerton and get to experience get to experience some of that stuff it's it's special and. You know, it's sometimes it's hard as you get older. There's obviously you remember a lot of the baseball stuff, but you just you really, really remember those. You know, whether it was bus trips or plane rides and 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 um, early morning workouts and just all that stuff that you, you did as 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 teammates. That was you know, those are obviously some pretty special stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned the the Colby Hall of Fame thing, and I wanted to get into that as well. Is how weird was that getting that phone call saying, "Oh, by the way, can you come down for a weekend?" Yeah, I, I didn't really think of it. Like it was something that you don't. I don't know. Like I didn't. I never thought about it. And, and Coach Carter had had called and said, "Hey, do you have a chance to talk? You know, I got something to talk to you about." And um, so yeah. And then when he had kind of mentioned that that you've been selected, and not only you, like you and you and Heather, we, we'd like you guys to come down here. It was a little bit overwhelming, and um, yeah, that was actually is, is, that was the first time I was able to get back down to Colby since I'd left. So it was. Yeah, it was special. I mean, obviously, it's um, I'm not a, I'm not someone really big to talk about individual stuff, but I think maybe it was just something that an experience to to go and share and 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 yeah, like I don't know, like I think for the most thing is I I just wanted to always pride myself on being a good teammate, mm-hmm. and I thought that you know the way that I played, I felt like if I went and did that, and I was constantly focused on trying to help the team win, then the, the individual stuff would just happen and. You know, kind of some stuff that I try to, to pass along to the kids I get to work with too. So, 
Mm-hmm. Conversely, we've talked about some of the highs, but what about some of the lows? What were some of the hardest parts about uh, going about your journey? Yeah, I think for me, my, I remember this, you know, very vividly. My first fall, it was my first fall in Colby. I broke my wrist. Um, I think it was like our second weekend of inter-squad games. And you're a kid and you're, this is your first time really away from home. And, and I was injured and you felt like you were really across the world. And it was hard because you go down there to play baseball and I was just, I couldn't do anything, right? I mm-hmm. couldn't, I couldn't swing a bat. I couldn't practice. And, and you start thinking and your mind's racing about how is this going to affect me? Am I going to, you know, be able to play this spring or, you know, it was, and you just, it was so much out of your control. And I just, uh, you know, I felt like I got creative and I found little ways to, to go out. I remember going and just taking buckets of baseballs. It was my left hand that I broke. So I would swing the bat right-handed or throw by myself or do whatever. I remember I'd just go stand out in the outfield and, and any balls hit to the outfield, I would try to make bare hand plays on the run. I just was trying to get as creative as I can to just, be on the field but yeah I don't know like there's there's obviously there's highs and lows in everything right whether mm-hmm. it be school or, or or this or that and I think you just relied on your support systems whether it be you know family family calls or or relying on your teammates or coaches is obviously it was different when I played I mean I was you talk to your parents once a week I remember calling home and call collect and then they'd hang up and call right back it's not <laughs> you know things of obviously I, I, I sound like I probably date myself but um <laughs> You know, that was probably that, but it was way like you just, you had no choice, but to, you grew up in a hurry and you had to rely on yourself. And so. Mm-hmm. Speaking of growing up after, or during your time at Gonzaga, you ended up getting into coaching. Talk about that opportunity and maybe that mindset change that you, you underwent yourself to go, okay, this is where, where my baseball path is going now. Yeah. I remember like, I can still remember my senior year. Uh, I was talking to coach Mack about, you know, at the end of the season, what were going to happen or if, you know, maybe if, if, if there were potential opportunities to keep playing or, or, or coaching. And I knew it was something that I, that I wanted to do. The other thing I had to do too is, um, I had to finish my education degree at GU. So I needed, I knew I had to take some more time in classes and do my practicum. So, um, they had kind of approached me and I, it was a mutual thing that where, um, I, it, it was a good fit that I could, I could, I could be there and help out and, and, and coach. And I think that in that one year, you, you learn so much and, and so much behind the scene things that, that goes into things that maybe as a player you just totally take for granted and, and, uh, the conversations and the, you know, the budgeting for scholarships and incoming classes and guys that are leaving and, and, and positions and, you know, there's, there's so much more to it that I, I just, as a player don't think I, I really understood or had any idea as far as the planning and, and commitment and, and the work that, that, that goes into that stuff at that level for those guys. Mm-hmm. Now, while you're coaching back here at home, especially over the last few years, you kept playing as well. I know you represented Alberta on the different stages. You represented Canada on a couple different stages. What did it mean to you to wear the A or the Maple Leaf on your cap? Yeah, I think you just you take a lot of pride into it. Like, I think it's something that anytime you get to represent you know, it's just me. I think even if you, any chance you get to represent your home community or, or your province or any bigger stage, then you just, yeah, you, you, it's just something that you, you go and, and, um, they're really, really fortunate. Obviously, you get to play in some of those national championships and the competitive level at those things. It's just, it is at a whole nother level. And like you said, at, at those tournaments and at those levels, no one, I think, really, you don't care individually how you do. Everybody is so focused on one goal, whether it's, you know, meddling or, or winning a national championship or or whatever that, that is at that stage. And those are some of those memories that you have and you don't 
lot of times, you, you know, down the road, you, you don't necessarily remember how you did individually because it's like you get a chance and if you come home with a medal or this or that, and that that's where some of those, I think, relationships, um, you know, really, really grow where you, you, you go and you're you're all there for one common goal and it's, it's special, like it is so special. So, yeah, that's, I was, like I said, really, really fortunate and, and, and um, yeah, definitely try not to take anything for granted and, and realize that, that how, how lucky I was to be able to travel and get to do that stuff as a player for sure. Mm-hmm. As a coach, you've been able to come back home as well and really kind of take over the reins as being Mr. Baseball coaching-wise in central Alberta. So I want to know, what does it mean to you to be able to give back to the community in that way and, and bring up that next generation of ball players? Yeah, like I think it's cool. Like, I mean, I'm, I understand like I'm <clears throat> how fortunate and blessed I am every day to get to come in and you know, get to work with these kids, whether it's, you know, baseball or softball kids in the, in the academy, and and I guess you just to see them at some such a younger age, and it's, it's, it's a special game, right? Like, I think it's such a special game, and to be able to give back and, and see, you know, that, you know, uh, growing up in central Alberta, like, that these kids have an opportunity to come, and, and, and they, they come, and then to see them now, some of our kids getting opportunities to continue to play and move on and have success, it's, you know, for Abe to, to come back full circle, is, it's, it's pretty awesome. And, and it's, uh, you know, an opportunity that I'm, I'm very, very thankful for. And last summer, you were the name the first ever coach of the WCBL Sylvan Lake Gulls. How cool was that from your, uh, from your perspective to be able to uh, have your name attached to that organization in that way? Yeah, yeah, something that, you know, like I said, like I said, it's super, super fortunate and special and, and timing just, just worked out to be, you know, for myself, was was awesome, was the right spot at the right time, and obviously, it, I think I go back and I say this too, you go back to sometimes, and maybe it, Akil, I remember I had a relationship with him back to Midget, and you go out, and when you're playing, and he was a coach, and so I don't know, it's, you never know sometimes who's watching you do whatever you do, so I think how you carry yourself is, like I said, it's, it's super, super important, and I think that's kind of how I was raised, is, and, um, to, you know, the, the whole process as far as him him reaching out and us connecting and it was you know it wasn't a very quick easy thing it was you know we definitely had lots and lots of co- communication and talks and was able to meet the ownership group and and obviously my my wife and family were a big part of that decision for myself too being part of that is it, yeah it's, it's it is special and it's special to be a part of and i think it's a you know it's one of a class organization and, and it's 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 made up of good people that uh that yeah, that are they're trying to, to create a special experience here in the central Alberta area. How cool is that to be able to be a part of something new and being being able to be at the the ground level, building things back up, whether it's through the academy or whether it's through the gulls with this new program. Like just getting to see it from the from ground zero right up to where it is now, and and having this grand vision of of what what's to come in the next few years for Central Alberta. Yeah, it's cool. It's very cool, right? And it's always cool, like when you start something, and then you know you're constantly trying to improve it and get better, and and um, you know hold yourself accountable, right? Like like that's the big thing too, is like holding yourself accountable to continue to grow and and, and get better at what you're doing. So as far as like on the academy piece, to see what you know where we started four years ago to where we are now to to seeing you know these players and 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 you know these teams and in their associations whether it be red deer or central alberta um both baseball and softball going on to have success at the you know at the provincial level is is awesome and then obviously those individuals that are going on to you know get opportunities to go play and do this and that i think it's it is pretty special and i think it's trying to create a culture and 
for, for that piece. And then, you know, obviously it is our goal here in the academy is it's player development. It's totally player development. We want to develop these players and, you know, good players and good people. But also I, I truly believe that, like, player development is, is player driven. And, and I think that's the one special thing with a lot of our kids is when they come in here, we have high expectations and we hold them accountable and they understand that accountability is not personal, but they come and they put the work in and they work hard and then they're rewarded with that stuff. So mm-hmm. on the academy lens, that's kind of the one thing. And to see the growth is it's unbelievable um, as far as what balls, balls going on in this area. And then with the goals, yeah, I think... It was, I think, last year too, and obviously everybody with with COVID and this, there was a lot of stress. There was a lot of stress with um, everything was planned and the go, and then all of a sudden, a Canadian only season, and you're real, you know, you're trying to rebuild your roster. When and obviously, you know, we had a whole different deal where there was a stadium getting built and there was timelines getting met, and, and you know, I, I, from what my stressful level was, I couldn't imagine what. You know, our owners and, and Akil were feeling on there, and because that was a whole nother whole nother deal, and to to be able to pull it off the way that the organization did, I think it's um, you know, I think it makes everyone really really excited for this coming summer. Speaking of, uh, how excited are you for this coming season, and what kind of team are you hoping to field in twenty twenty two? Especially knowing that you're going to have uh, likely a lot more teams to have to battle with night after night. Yeah, you know, I think I think last summer was awesome. I think it was like for us as an organization, it was perfect. I think we got a little bit of a chance to kind of get our feet under ourselves and and understand what you know what a game day is like or or a travel schedule or you know busing and this and that and players and and host families. There's so many things that go into it, and and then obviously I think this summer, yeah, we're you know as far as a, a venue and stadium, they've been still working out there constantly to, to improve it and I think you know it's going to be pretty well finalized by the summer with the, the scoreboard and the suites and the and uh, the change rooms and obviously the concessions and, and, and all that stuff that's uh, that's going to be completed and then as far as player player piece and league wise it's, it's going to be awesome to have all the all the, the teams back in the league and get to experience experience uh, playing against everybody and then obviously um, yeah I think as far as our team I, I feel like we're going to be very very um, versatile and, and guys that can play multiple multiple positions and, and, and quite deep on the mound as well. So I think that's the big thing is, you know, we're not going to have to rely too heavily on one or two guys. I think we're going to ha- we're going to have a well-rounded group that that you know everyone's going to be able to contribute. Now you like I said, you wear a whole bunch of different hats in Central Alberta, and I'm curious, how do you manage to make sure nothing falls off your radar? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think, <laughs> I think for me, right? Like, you're wearing you're wearing multiple hats and multiple things. I think for me, the, the biggest thing, right, is I I have to make sure that I'm wearing like my husband and father hat first, mm-hmm. right? And that that to me, like, I gotta I gotta make sure that that I take care of my own team and making sure that everything is is good there. And I'm so so fortunate for the for the support system I have, you know, with my my wife and my kids and my family. But yeah, I think it's just time management and and uh you know making sure that uh you know i'm holding myself accountable and the other thing too is i need to make sure that you know um being able to ask for help when i need it Mm -hmm. and you know like with the academy here by no way in no way is it just me like we have our our school admin that is so so supportive and our and our our division and you know getting to work scott murray's our director and we have you know terry and scott um Dwayne, like we have such a big, you know, t- t- Taylor and, and Ethan obviously helping out a, a ton. And there's so many, Amanda, I'm, I'm sorry if I miss anybody, but <laughs> we have a lot of coaches that, you know what, that, that are really, really good at what they're doing. So I think that 
my job a lot of time too is to, to let them be good at what they're doing and, and go do it. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's hard. I think it's, it's hard, but it's also just you got to just manage it and, and, and do the best that you can. I love that you started off that answer with talking about uh, being a husband and a father first. And I wanted to get into that aspect of it because, as you mentioned, your wife's also known pretty well for uh, her involvement in the game. And I wonder what's it like being able to mix that home and work life together and have that uh, camaraderie? Yeah, it's special. Like I think, I think for me too. And obviously, um, like, I, like she gets it, right? Like she mm-hmm. understands it. And like, obviously, her career is is you know what she's been able to accomplish, you know, at the collegiate level, and obviously playing for the national team for so many years is is uh, you know you have a support piece where I have someone that I can turn to to talk to at times when you know things are really good, or I can run stuff by her, or opinions by her, and and and, and she gets it on that point. And then two, obviously, like. Our two boys, they, they, they put things into perspective. And I think that's the one thing for me more than anything at times and is, is you need a perspective, right? Whether it's, you know, like in the summer in a gold game, whether, you know, you have a tough loss or this or that, and, and they just want to run the bases regardless, right? And I think mm-hmm. that's something, too, that's for me is, is special is being able to go home and just be at home and be with them. And, and so, you know, they look at you as, you know, they don't look at you any different whether you win or lose. And I think that sometimes that, like, it's 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 makes things easier getting home whether like you said i can't get too high or too low because i got to make sure that 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 i'm dad when i'm there i have to laugh a little bit because uh if anybody follows me on on instagram especially i post pictures of my little boy and this weekend he got to go check out a hitman game and see dad in action as a game day host and it meant the world to me to be able to to share in that moment and even just come up and say hi and knowing full well that he's as soon as he hears my voice on the on the PA system, that he's looking for dad kind of thing. And so from you, you're getting to, to do that kind of thing from a, a managerial level, from a coaching level. Is there pressure that you're going to be exerting on your kids at all to maybe try the game of baseball at all? Or are they already into it? Or how do they feel about the game? Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. Like, obviously, like I said, like I, we want our boys to do whatever they want to do and have success in whatever they want to do. And, and last summer, it was, you know, they're still, they're still very young. Like, mm-hmm. our oldest turned six. And and one's going to turn four here in the fall, but I felt like bringing in the golf games, it was a totally different experience, and they just, you know, like, they maybe initiated a little bit more, they wanted to play catch in the backyard, or try to go hit the ball, or do this or that, and I think the other thing, too, is like, it maybe wasn't even necessarily me, like, them being around the guys, mm-hmm. like, they just love being around the guys, and, and the guys were so good with them, there's a couple practices I bring them to, or they'd always, you know, when them and my wife would come to games, they'd come down and, you know, whether it be stand with me at O'Canada or, you know, give all the guy high, guys high fives before the game or whatever it is, that I think that, you know, some of that times they, they see that, and then all of a sudden, there's a kid zone during the game and they just want to go play and, and hit it, so... Yeah, I mean, there'll be no pressure, but, you know, obviously you'd hope that they they like the game, but if they don't, they, they don't, and that's just, that's part of it. Our oldest our here is, you know, we have early mornings hockey already with him, and he seems to be really enjoying that, so it's it's a lot of fun, but, yeah, I, I would say that, you know, it, it changed their perspective going to see it, and, you know, Sully the Gully's a huge huge hit in our house a mm-hmm. couple of more questions for you here jason first off you've accomplished a lot seen a lot of over the course of your career and now you're molding those young hearts and minds what's your number one piece of advice for kids just starting out on their own baseball journeys as you look back on your own yeah i i think that you know guys that are you know whether they're going on to play post-secondary or that's their desire or they're already down there i think just 
make sure that you're willing to put the work in and, and don't just do what's required of you. You know, like, like go above and beyond, whether it's like on your own or individually or get a buddy and, you know, get those extra swings in or, or yeah. And I, I guess the other thing too, I say is like, enjoy it, like enjoy, enjoy every minute of it. And, you know, I think I was listening to your last podcast and Taylor made, you know, he hit it right on the, the head. And I think all guys that went experience it, it goes by so fast at the blink of an eye, it's over. And you just, you know, that's, you know, and there's times that it's, it's not fun and it's not easy and it's not supposed to be, but like still go and enjoy it. And I think that kids just don't take for granted. Like they, you know, well, what you're getting to do is a special opportunity. Whatever level you're at, wherever you're at, you're going to play, it's special, right? And mm-hmm. and don't take that for granted is what I would say and just enjoy it and, and work hard. And, and, you know, the other thing too is I think you gotta be a little bit proud of yourself. Like you're, you're in a spot and someone, someone wants you to go play for their school or, or, or college or university that like you need to be proud of that as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Final question for you. And judging by the fact that you listened to the last one, you knew this one was coming as well. What does the game of baseball mean to you? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think like growing up at times, like it takes over, right? Like mm-hmm. everything is so focused on, you know, like you're wanting to go to here, you're wanting to accomplish this, or you're wanting to make this team and, and you're wanting to make that team. So I think that the game of baseball is as, you know, it's done a lot for me personally. Like I know, like you know, meeting my wife and and doing all that. So it, it means the world to me. But it's also, like I said, I think as I get older, you know, it's something I get to do and I, I get to work with. But it doesn't necessarily mean that's who I am. If that makes sense. So I think that's one thing. As I get gotten older, um, you know, it's it's hard to put into words what the the game means to me because it means so much on so many different levels. Whether it be friendships or people you look up to or admire or or you know, maybe younger kids that you get to coach and, and, and mentor. But yeah, it, it is a game. And I think that, you know, at times we always need to remind myself it is a game and it's supposed to be fun and, and you're supposed to enjoy it and you're supposed to build those relationships for it. But it's not necessarily that, you know, that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Jason, really appreciate the time. Really appreciate some of the candid answers on there as well. Thank you so much for the time. Congratulations on all you've accomplished to this point and continued success as we head towards the 2022 WCBL season and so much more that you're involved in. Awesome. Okay, thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. And obviously, appreciate everything you guys are doing on your level to you know help, help grow and promote the game to, to, to everyone across, across the province and across the country. Thanks again to Jason Chatwood for joining us this week, and thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. We'd also like to tip our caps to the Gulls, who recently joined us as gold supporters to help spread the word about ADS. Speaking of supporters, we'd also like to formally thank our Platinum supporters for all they do. The Okotoks Dogs season is getting closer and closer. They open the season May 27th against the Brooks Bombers. Tickets are on sale now at dogsbaseball.ca. And AHP Academy goes by the slogan, Devoted to Driven Athletes. Based out of St. Albert, they are hoping to bring that region's athletes to the next level. Learn all about them at ahpbaseball.com. Until next time, thanks again to all of you for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.